Hello and welcome back to the movies made us do it. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt? I am pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm all right. We're we're back on Hammer. It's Hammer time again. Yep. Um, and this... like what fifth Terence Fisher movie? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it's always Terence Fisher, isn't it? Yeah, um, not, not that I'm complaining. Well, you know, there's there's a level of quality generally with Terence Fisher. So yeah. when you think of a lot of the best Hammer, Terence Fisher Charles tends to be involved. Fisher, so, yeah. Um, you know, here we are again. Um, downstairs have just finished their uh, their washing, which is good. Woo-hoo. Nice, good to know. <laughs> the rooms stop shaking. I don't know if they're like washing bricks every week, but... <laughs> Uh, luckily, finished just in time for us to to talk about this wonderful film. Um, when did you first see this version of the Mummy, Hammers? Uh, I think what's all late night BBC type job. Uh, okay. I've got a feeling it was one of those like double bill things. So yeah. I think it's this and another Mummy movie. I think one of the later ones. Okay. Um. Cool. Uh, so yeah, what would have been in probably late eighties. Yeah, yeah. I'm really not sure when I first saw this. Um, it may have been on TV though. You may be yeah. right. Um, but uh, but yeah, a a wonderful wonderful uh film. Um, it's kind of it's one of those weird movies where you know obviously Bram Stoker's Dracula novel uh, yeah. film multiple films hammer gets the property and of course they're they're just retelling that story effectively um yeah. obviously with the mummy we don't have that um so despite being called the mummy very little to do with uh the original universal uh film this, the mummy this the is first, more based on the sequels yeah but this is the first movie that they got the the rights contract to do yeah universal movies as it were mm-hmm. so, this, so this is the first it, it's it's weird because it's it's the first of the universal remakes as it were yes you know it could be very commas um but it's not the mummy it's more the mummy's ghost well the end i think is the mummy's ghost and the is the mummy's the, hand and the mummy's tomb like yeah. kind of so it's spliced like a, it's into one movie of, or other different four other movies yeah it it kind of follows the the later universal um mummy movies which basically to my mind are kind of like the earliest slasher movies where where he just kind of became a a, a slasher monster which is cool um, that's a, yeah that's that's a good way of putting it the the mummy is very much that isn't he he's mm. almost like a weapon and and i think it kind of drives it home because the mummy in in those movies and in this movie was always like lumbering slow it's very jason Voorhees like you know yeah. um but i've always enjoyed this movie i've always enjoyed this adaption um and i enjoyed um you know mummy's hand and mummy's tomb as well um back in the day um you know the uh nina no nina wilcox putnam who originally wrote the the universal mummy yeah which i love by the way i I love the original mummy but it is undeniably the same film as dracula yeah (laughs) so it's good that they did something different weirdly some better in in a lot of cases better bits than well it came after so yeah yeah, they they kind of learned some lessons i think the uh the woman who wrote the original one was, was appalled by um by this uh, thing she says this disgusting english remake was done without my knowledge or consent and has a, and has been a terrible shock at the age of 75 to see such a work attributed to me 
however wrongly and indirectly. Imagine if she lived long enough to see the Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. How about this one, love? Do you like this one in that? <laughs> I think there was... there. I mean, this... You know, this era, when, when Hammer came along, there was a lot of gore and, and sex yeah. and, and shock. And yeah, I, I think that the public were kind of appalled. I, I uh, think that's, the, that's actually know. one of the, the funniest things about, you know, going back and watching them. Yeah. You know, the Hammer ones. You know, we, we grew up with them, so we know exactly what we're getting. Yes. However, trying to show a modern audience Hammer sometimes is quite hard because they're like, why? How is this remotely scary? What is going on? Why? Why am? Why am I? What? Like, There's a disconnect. A movie. It's like yeah, in nineteen fifty nine, it was pretty fucking. But this, is, this is the problem. It, there's just a disconnect of of what is horror now versus what was horror then. And I mean, yeah. it's even worse with the Universal stuff, especially the early Universal stuff, because not only is it is it very much like this, but you've also got that stage acting as well, yeah. where even the acting's yeah. over the top and. Um, and most of the violence is done completely off screen. So yes, it's a lot of camera it. pans away and you hear a scream and that's someone I mean, that's dead. That's always you know. been the worst things I thought for me in the original Dracula. Yeah. Is the end. It li- the camera literally like pulls away and like, oh, is is he is he dead? Is that it? Is, yeah, he's dead. Is it over? Oh, Ca- the okay. cameraman got bored and wandered off. Yeah, the cameraman got bored and wandered <laughs> off. <laughs> um but yeah i i've always really enjoyed this this version um and it's one of the hammer movies that you don't hear too many people talk about it it's always dracula it's always frankenstein it's always quatermass um and yeah the mummy kind of gets lost in the mix a little um yeah but it's a great movie it's the thing is is it's it's mostly i mean the the best thing about this movie is the script you know from from um Jimmy Shankster and they. It's again, a good. It's a good splicing of two stories into yeah, one. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's the performances again. You know, of course. Just just the the the, the <laughs> cushion and the um you know the older chaps really sort of They're doing great. their best you know stage work really, which is what mm-hmm. what what it feels like in in some cases. Yeah, yeah. There uh, there's a wonderful scene. My my favorite scene of this movie actually. Uh, we'll we'll get to later, but the 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 dialogue scene uh, between Cushing's character uh, and the Egyptian guy in his house, yeah, my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's tremendously it's acted, so congenial, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's brilliant. It, it, it's that sort of like, has he guessed yet? Is he? Does he know yeah. who he is? Does yeah. He, it's, it's like, <laughs> because you know, as much as I kind of say the 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 original uh, the mummy. 1933 i think uh as much as that was like a remake of dracula uh this this movie you do kind of you do kind of get to that point where peter cushing just kind of becomes van helsing yeah <laughs> you know he's like van helsing just, with a gammy leg um it does take a long time though because it does yeah it's right at the end pretty much he, feel, he feels not exactly incompetent but because he does, he's he's completely unbelieving. He's not a believer. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 slow to sort of get to the point where he's he's like, nope, I'm going to be a man of action now. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind my gammy leg. I've got guns. They work. Exactly. My leg might not, but my guns do. Um. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Um. And uh, we open with some. I really love these these beautiful title cards. Oh um, yeah. With the Absolutely. Egyptian 
paintings and uh that that really nice font i i sometimes think that old timey font sometimes can be very hard to read but here yeah. it's perfect it's it's nice and old timey looking but it's it's a really nice typeface you can read it it's very clear um and uh yeah wonderful and the score as well by the way is great in this movie i was yeah i was gonna say the, mu- the music is fantastic and mm. um, again we'll get to it but the, the the music when they get to the the, the store the story let's when we get to story time yeah, there's, there's there's two instances of uh of let me tell you the entire story of a different yeah. do you know there's a weird thing as well when we go back to that i always think i'd love to see this movie just just the movie of of christopher oh, lee and just show that i mean it wouldn't really be a horror movie per se but i just i think it would make a really compelling story you know yeah um well and it does here is a, is a kind of short but it's a shame they didn't do a full prequel of, of of all of that but i guess back then prequels weren't really a thing so um anyway it's egypt in 1895 and uh, we see this big archaeology expedition it's in, mm. in full force and um this, this is one of the, the i think this is one of the worst things about the um the movie is the set's really good but it's so much a set i think it's it's you, one you don't the, like the the the, the wooden stone doors and yeah, things? yeah it's the, the 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 scenes in egypt are 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 you know very very badly done let's, this let's, is let's, this let's, is let's be generous and say let's be generous this good. is this is the problem i've always said this is where those early color films really suffer because yes. black and white it, it masks so much of that budget and that yeah. cheapness so you watch the other the older uh the universal mummy movies look better than this film because it's in black yeah. and white and it hides so much plus um, plus it was e- it's easier to film scenes that look vaguely egyptian in america than it is in england yes that too uh for sure <laughs> um i do like their use of what i call uh star trek lighting throughout this though yeah uh, we get the greens and the reds i love yeah. it i love all of that stuff um you know we've got color now let's let's make everything colorful yeah. um well that's it isn't it i mean that's that's that was their you know that was the joy for them it's like yeah we can show like really good reds i mean we, we, we covered dracula. dracula's red the reddest the blood you've red ever seen is, yeah yeah <laughs> and then i think in the frankenstein movie they were like pur- um, purposely painting like flowers and things so that they would be more yeah. bright uh-huh. <laughs> i love it so anyway um during this expedition they come across a badge in the sand this ancient kind of badge thing and uh we see stephen banning and uh and joseph uh wimple um they uh they instantly recognize it for what it is uh and they take it to uh stephen's son john played by peter cushing um now it's it's made quite clear by joseph to stephen he's like i I think he even says here he's like uh because i i think stephen's like i'm gonna we need to show this to my son and he's like right but by the way your son (laughs) yeah his leg is fucked <laughs> <laughs> so he broke his leg sometime recently during the the expedition um and basically has refused to leave right so john's like i'm so excited about this expedition i don't want to go yeah because 
they, I think it's, it's like the, their, their sort of life's work. They've been yes. trying to find the tomb of an anchor. Yeah, because like I think Stephen says it's his life, right? It's kind of his yeah. life and his son's inherited his life's work yeah. um, and passion. And they they finally believe this is the actual tomb. They found yeah. the tomb. Yeah. So he's they're both ridiculously excited. And I will say, even though the the young you know, the uncle sort of you know, we we gotta send him back to get his legs fixed. If he doesn't get his leg fixed, it's probably gonna Yeah, set they, he says like I'm not a doctor, but if we don't set yeah. it right, it's gonna knit the way it is now and he's gonna have a lame leg for the rest of his days. I think he says and that, right? Throughout the rest of the movie, he brings that up. Every, like every other... it's a shame you didn't he's, listen to me <laughs> he's like that uncle who turns up at christmas and just remembers like one slight that the family gave him like yeah. years ago and brings it up every christmas if only you'd listen to me you'd be able to walk but he's, he's so he's so sort of like mean about it yeah he is it, it comes across mean i don't know if it's intended that way but no. it certainly comes across mean um it's like yeah i know <laughs> it's like, remember know. your father when he didn't set your leg it's like yes uncle i know <laughs> i remember it's but, my fucking leg but steven says to him he's like look my son is a full-grown peter cushing and he can make yes. decisions for himself <laughs> yeah he's not a child a six-year-old man yeah he's 75 years old he knows <laughs> what he's doing he's he's like you know hey I, my son can make his own decisions he's an adult he doesn't need me to tell him um but i think that the argument that joseph has is kind of like well i think he's staying out of for you as well he, he, as his father yeah yeah um but anyway they they take it to 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 john and um john says like oh this this kind of looks like it might belong or have belonged to the tomb of of princess ananka um and of course like steven's uh steven's like what do you mean you think look on the back and he, he turns it over and i think they see the seal don't they of of, yeah. of an anchor and he's like oh my god it, it is the it is uh it is the seal and uh it, it it is the tomb this is kind of proven the theory uh and like you said this has been steven's lifelong ambition and work and you get the impression that that john is just like a chip off the old block and is followed right in his dad's footsteps yeah shares his passion shares his love because the um, idea with the two was that um, they went on an ex. They went on a sort of thing. Uh, they went on a jaunt, and they didn't come back. Yes. So they were they were sort of lost to to time, as it were. Mm-hmm. But they they know that there was a there was definitely a tomb. She was definitely entombed. Yes, she was entombed. But we'll, we'll, they'll they'll tell us the full elongated yes. story of this later. <laughs> <laughs> Not where everybody else was into. That's that's the, that's the 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 reason for the the hunt, as it were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they've 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 found the tomb. Um. And I think Joseph does take a a a, a moment here to bring up the leg, and he's like, "You should probably go get it set." Yeah. Um. But um, you know, John is determined to stay, and and Stephen's not gonna you know not gonna force him to leave um so joseph and uh steven head back to the tomb and um they basically they they find the 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 way into the tomb don't they yeah they find the entrance and they they, they uh they cut the seal the, the, yes the, un, the untouched seal of, of, on the, on the of yeah because they they kind of say that don't they They're like oh my god it's completely untouched it's not been entered 
yeah we're the first and yeah as you said he pulls out the knife and he cuts the 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 clearly brand new rope on the <laughs> yeah the clearly <laughs> brand new rope from the store the, the five minutes ago um and uh yeah and uh oh sorry before they get in there sorry before they get in there we get um oh, yes. mehmet uh yeah. who's uh who's there and he 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 turns up this this mysterious egyptian man and he's like you know this this is a bad idea don't open the tomb do not yeah do not go in there it's you know it's desecration yeah it's blasphemous do not go in there you, you know what happens to uh, people who rob tombs in Egypt? Yeah, we we steal all your shit and take it back to the British Museum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> we steal your stuff and take it to London. <laughs> and then some people die, and uh, it, it erroneously gets called a curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so, so some of the some of the the, the deaths from Tutankhamun's opening. We're a little bit ropey, but we, <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, it was it was nobody uh, of particular social standing, so we don't care. Yeah. Um. So uh, he's, you know, he's. He, I like that when he turns up, he says, "Oh, you know, I need to speak to you," and he said, "And I love the, the you know, the, we've got all the passes." It's, it's, I'm not from the government. Well, then fuck off, then basically. Yeah, what basically. Like, he then leave. Say that in 1959, but it's like. Oh, well, basically, fuck off then. If you're not from the government, I'm not. I don't have to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they ignore him and they they enter. Um, as you say, they they cut the the bindings on the door. They get in and they find the sarcophagus of of Princess Ananka, um, bathed in that green. Like I said, that Technicolor green. Now this is this is the this is what the the, the, the what I love about the difference is the the out. The, the exteriors of, of what's supposed to be Egypt are, are bad. Yes. But the interiors of the tomb and the props. It looks amazing. All the, you know, the, the actual tomb, the sarcophagus itself, are so good. I love the use of, I love that Technicolor look. Um, mm. I think you either love it or you hate it. I really, really love it. I so. Yeah, I think it's, again, I guess it's one of those things that if you're brought up with it, you yeah, yeah. You sort of you know, know what to expect and you sort of, you, you can see, see it's, benefits and things and you know it's the the, the colors that you can see all the beautiful colors on that sarcophagus yes and, you know they, all, all, the, all the, the the painting details and stuff like that and that mm-hmm. sarcophagus is actually in a, uh, in the uh perth museum is it really yeah in scotland it's like oh oh I'm, i have to go and visit that if i if i was in the area i would absolutely yeah totally that. um <laughs> that's very cool i didn't know that so um yeah, so Joseph uh, decides he's he's going to go back to tell John about the discovery. He's like, you know, and we should let John know. Um, and Stephen's like, okay, I'm going to stay here and continue. Yeah, to... and I, what, what I do like about this is it it, it sets up the dad yeah. as the very sort of, um, you know, absent-minded professor type because yes, he's too absorbed he, in his uh, work. Yeah, he's completely absorbed in the in looking at the sarcophagus. Yeah. And the uncle says, well, I'm just going to go and tell your son. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, your son? We left in the camp? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go on then. Off, off you go, sort of thing. And I, and I, I love how, you know, he can, he's completely sort of absorbed in, 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 in his find. Yeah, yeah. And the uncle, you know, being the, the, you know, the non-archaeologist, is completely sort of baffled by it. It's like, yeah, okay, it's too... Okay, we can probably make some money out of this then, fine. I, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna bring this up to your son for the rest of his days. <laughs> yeah. Um. So 
Stephen, uh, yeah, so he goes back to 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 tell John while Stephen stays there, um, and he finds the uh, well. First of all, he he pulls the 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 vase kind of thing that's holding yeah, the sand, a, and that kind of starts this mechanism that he's completely unaware of happening. But obviously, he's triggered something. Yeah, um, and he finds the scroll of life. Um, sorry, yeah, so it contains the scroll of life, doesn't it? But yeah. when he takes it, it. it Starts which, is, this. which in the grand tradition of idiots finding books that they shouldn't read reads aloud reads aloud whilst uh but i love this shot though because you you get the shot of uh of the mummy the titular mummy played by christopher lee um and as he's reading obviously the the passages in the in the scroll um basically regenerate the mummy so he see- we don't see any of that, do we, at this point? Oh, do we? No, sorry, we see it in the flashback it, it, later, don't we? At this point, sorry. we, we, we see him find the, cat, the, movie. the casket, we see him open it up and start and to scream. read it, and then it cuts away. Yeah, so it cuts, sorry, you're right, that's a spoiler for later, I've ruined yeah. this film for everyone. <laughs> uh, so john and uh and joseph are talking um i think joseph's going on about john's leg again um yeah. and uh because because steven uh joe uh, john's like oh confound this leg i just want to be with you know i want to be there yeah, and see this he's you know excited is his life's work um but then of course they hear the scream yeah and uh yeah they um they had uh so joseph heads to the tomb and uh they find steven and at first you kind of have that moment where you're like is he meant to be dead because he clearly looks like he's breathing yeah uh, and then you realize he's actually kind of in this weird comatose kind of state yeah, he like you know blubbering and, and mm. yeah know. he's kind of just a complete mental mess yeah almost oh, what do they call it? apoplectic would that, would that be the word yeah yeah he's yeah clearly seen some stuff yeah so uh we then cut to uh, a few months later and we see that, that john is has indeed kind of crippled his leg uh yeah. he really struggles to get around um cushing does a great job and is reasonably consistent with that leg oh, as well that's the thing it's, it's cushion cushion loved they called him props yeah he loved the props so i guess he used the leg as a prop <laughs> i mean it, 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 you can imagine his delight when oh, they said, yeah. oh, you can have a, a gammy leg gammy leg Yes, please. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and uh, you mean I get to play Byron? Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've uh, they've stolen. I, I mean, taken the last of the the relics <laughs> from the tomb. Now, uh, several months on, um, they they discuss the fact that that John's father Stephen is is in the mental hospital and he's yeah. never not been cured yet. There, there's yeah. talk that he won't be cured. Yeah, they're basically the, the the doctors have basically said that he's never going to speak again. He's yeah, completely had a, a, some sort of breakdown, and <sighs> that's it. Yeah. And the uncle sort of, you know, be, the, the, the 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 you know, he's the um uh the 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 stable thing character who's like, oh, he just had overworked, and you know, he just got excited, and now he's now he's like had a breakdown. It's like it's fine. It's like, okay, then. Yeah, the alternative being that you left him in there and something happened to him or you left him. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, go with that. But uh, anyway, they've removed everything now and uh, John has decided that due to what happened to his father, the place is evil. So blow it up. Yeah. Um, and well, I don't think they blow it up. They seal it, right? They, I think yeah. they seal it. Rather it's one of those, it's, again, it's one of those sort of... Um, 
it's that sort of the speech that that Cushion gives. Yeah. Which is about you know, I know that, that you know, I, I, I there is definitely something wrong with that cave. There's there's definitely yeah. something evil something there. Evil something evil there. Yeah. there. Said by almost anybody else, those sort of speeches would sound daft. Yes. But for some reason, Cushion managed to pull off those speeches so wonderfully, and I'm not sure it's mainly it, it could just be that we love him so much that no i think he is that talented but i think it is yeah i think it is genuinely that he just can pull off these yeah. amazing amazingly quite camp speeches really yeah yeah um so they they seal the tomb with explosives and we see that uh, mehmet is uh, praying uh, nearby um and most importantly he has the scroll of life with him yeah and we'll see how he gets that scroll a little later we then he's praying to the god karnak which uh, which is weird because karnak isn't an egyptian god it's a place yeah well i don't know why they chose that they 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 didn't i mean (laughs) there were lots of egyptian gods they could have chosen they've got loads of them for some reason they made a new one i guess maybe they made one up to not offend anyone i don't know like oh well, we'll just we'll just make one up and then we can do our silly money movie. 1959. I don't think they're worried about that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 adding modern day politics to Certainly this 50s not movie. <laughs> they're worried about offending the Egyptians. <clears throat> anyway, we uh, we skip forward. It's like 1898 now. Yeah. Three years of being in a mental hospital, um, and Stephen has got better despite the you know the doctors saying otherwise um he has improved and they're like it's actually really weird though because they because they call it a nursing home well it kind of is because because yeah well it's weird because in a minute he'll break the windows but then and then they're like now we'll put you in a proper padded room now yeah so it's almost like they've got a, a a wing for the less insane I don't know. I guess so, the stable. Yeah, because the, the room that he's in that John visits now seems yeah. kind of nice. It's kind it's of reasonable. Nice room, yeah. Um, but after he misbehaves and breaks the window, they're like, okay, padded room. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's kicking off. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Stephen's kind of improved and John comes to visit him. Um, he seems to have no memory of the broken leg and in fact he like kind of he's like well you should have set it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> dad i didn't set it for you yeah <laughs> uh but yeah he has no memory he was of really it. fucking tired of people pointing at his leg it's like fuck's sake i know it's, it's like at least it, it, at least his dad lost his mind he's got an excuse exactly yeah yeah there is jo- joseph's just being a dick um <laughs> But uh, yeah, he he doesn't remember the leg, but he does remember the tomb. Yeah. Uh, and he remembers the scroll. Um, this kind of disturbs him because they they start talking about the expedition, and uh, this this disturbs him, and he becomes kind of agitated. And because uh, I think this is the first time he's actually talked, right? Yeah. It's, it's, or certainly the first time he's talked to John. He's been pretty much catatonic the entire like yeah. three years. This is the first. He, this is the the first change that's happened yeah and i think it's because it's because um, of the mummies come to england right yes yeah, um because we get, cause we get the, the, the scene with the uh 
with the, with the, the drunk the drunk cover, horse riders locals yeah yeah <laughs> i was thinking while i was watching this film yesterday that you know when you're a kid you always wanted to be like an extra in a zombie movie and be a zombie and yeah. I, I think the older i've got the more i'm like no my dream role would be drunk guy Hammer local, yeah. Like drunk guy, because this movie's got a great this this movie's got a great drunk guy later on. But this this movie's got three of them. It does. I like the one in the woods though. This, you know, he sees the mummy. He's my favorite. I want to be a drunk in a movie. I love the the pose that when later on when the copper talks confronts him and he's like, (laughs) I just found that rabbit. It was just a trap. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, so in his ravings, Stephen warn, warns of the scroll and that the mummy is going to be freed again. Um, but of course, you know, John's like, you're in a mental asylum, so I'm yeah. going to assume that this is probably crazy. Um, and as you said earlier, John is very much of the the scientific mind. Yeah. at this point and he doesn't believe any of this he thinks it's all nonsense and superstition um and he's an archaeologist and that's 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 his profession so he's slightly more open to things than his uncle is but he's he, yes. he is you know he's a he's a he's a rational victorian yes yes absolutely uh meanwhile as you said two drunk dudes um have somehow got the job um from mahomet to uh to transport uh some relics i think doesn't he call them ancient relics from egypt um by horse and cart to his new home um mehemet has a a home nearby as we'll come to discover later uh and these two chaps i don't know why they were paid to do this if this is their job i don't know is it normally their job and they got drunk or are they just two assholes (laughs) this guy was like please take these these like priceless ancient relics they're probably just locals that do the odd jobs that yeah the area that you know they get paid to do whatever is going yeah so, yeah. yeah so so they're drunk driving these this horse and cart uh <laughs> and they they head past the nursing home yeah um causing Stephen to go crazy Stephen now on his own um he starts ranting and raving about the mummy he smashes the window as the cart goes past yeah this causes one of the drunk men to be like i'm gonna get killed by an insane person yeah. speed up um and and the the guy who's with him is like dude the, this the, this crate in the back is bouncing around quite a lot with these yeah, priceless just, relics maybe something in it yeah oh that's right because it, it's, it's bouncing up and down but he thinks it's moving as well doesn't he he's like there's yeah. something in this thing this yeah, is it's not just bouncing up and down it's moving back yeah basically. Um, but of course they 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 increase their speed too much and uh, the crate comes loose and uh, falls into this bog where it sinks yeah um i guess not too long afterwards the police are on on scene um and they're searching for the crate but obviously they can't find it it's 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 sunk into the the uh <clears throat> the you know the 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 bog slash quicksand of of the 1950s where nothing can ever be retrieved from um, yeah it's fallen into one of them it's, it's the in more, england it's, it's yeah well i mean come on it's hey we we've already done the um the baskervilles we have indeed <laughs> yeah there was a, yeah well it, it's, it's it's a known fact that in 1950s england there was a spate of bogs <laughs> 
<laughs> where things just disappeared forever. Um, but the police can't find it anyway. Mehmet turns up um, and the police are like, he's like, oh, what's going on? And, and the police are like, well, you know, these these two drunks have, have lost this this crate full of valuables. And he's like, oh yeah, they were mine. And and the policeman's like, okay, you're, you're here already. That's weird. And uh, Mehmet doesn't seem to care. He's like, oh yeah, okay, they're lost then. They're lost. Uh, and the policeman's like, well, what was in them? And he was like, oh, ancient relics from Egypt. Um, yeah. The policeman's like, okay, you, you just don't care. Fine. <laughs> you know, kind of weird. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we, we then, I think, cut to back to the nursing home where the doctor is kind of saying to, to John that, you know, yeah, Stephen has to go into the proper, you yeah. know, padded room now because uh, he's they they couldn't quite understand why he got so agitated and and went a bit crazy but he has so he's he's in the padded room yeah um meanwhile back at the bog mehemet now on his own uh starts reading the scroll of life and we get this wonderful shot of uh of the mummy coming out of the the bog covered in in mud and crud and it's such a great shot. Uh, it is awesome, and I love the the actual um, the face, the mummy face. is really good. It is, yeah. It, it's like really immobile and just sort of like crusty looking. The only problem with the with the overall thing is that you can see the seam where the zip is on many occasions. Yeah, and later when he dries out, yeah, you can see a clear difference in color between the the face wrappings and the 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 rest yeah. of the bandages. <clears throat> but you know whatever but the, the face itself looks awesome it looks tremendous um this film uh you know like many hammer movies uh does the the cardinal sin of of uh you know wrapping christopher lee up in stuff that he can barely <laughs> act in um yeah. this film takes it a step further by cutting out christopher lee's tongue which is you know <laughs> he should have done that but in dracula then he would have had an excuse to not speak but i, I actually i think because of the later scene, that because of story time, yeah, story time makes it okay. He, he gets, I think, he gets yeah. more to say in story time than he, I think, he does in any of the previous Hammer movies. Oh, certainly in all the Dracula movies, for sure. Yeah, I mean, <clears> he, <throat> he, he speaks a little in the first one, and then yes. as they go on, he's like, he, re- he has refused to say the words anyway. So yeah, because he he refused to say any words that weren't Bram Stoker's, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm just not saying it. I'm not reading your trash. No. So yes, uh, the mummy has been resurrected and um, Mehmet uh, instructs it to seek out those who desecrated the tomb and seek vengeance against them. Um, not quite sure why it's taken them this many years to do it. Um, I get, I don't know. I guess he had to get the money to transport the thing That's to kind England. Of what I was, is that he, he had to get the funds to to move, move everything it. to england and to get a house i guess yeah yeah um that's nearby because this mummy would take a year <laughs> to <walk. laughs> yeah, forever to fucking <laughs> yeah, get there yeah um but uh yeah so he immediately instructs the mummy to to you know to to, to seek vengeance uh and so the mummy dutifully heads to the mental hospital um and uh in a great shot we see steven's padded room now um and, and uh, the, doctor, the, the nurse that's putting him in, in bed says now don't shout or scream because we ain't gonna be able to hear you yeah what they set up the plot device yeah yeah all 
this coin will come running if you want anything. But yeah. otherwise, don't scream because we won't hear you. I love how they make that perfectly clear. Moments before the mummy smashes through the, the, the bars in the window. Yeah. They're like, you, yeah, don't, you can scream as loud as you want. No one's going to hear you. Um, so uh, we, we see here that the mummy is obviously super strong as he he breaks through the bars of the the the, the sanitarium windows and uh enters the room um he he lunges for steven steven does try for the bell thing yeah. doesn't quite make it at first had to try to head for the door and find you know yeah. being on the door trying to get out they literally told you five seconds ago that was <laughs> yeah I mean, it, no, no, wait, no, wait, no, 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 But it, being, it is quite funny. I'm being a dick. Yeah. Um, so uh, it strangles him. Um, and they're kind of bewildered, the, the, the police and the inspector, uh, to the point that he's like, do you know, I would have concluded that it was some, it had to be someone in this mental institution that killed him were it not for the evidence they, yeah. there's the broken uh broken bars so they're kind of like this is very peculiar that someone managed to break into this you know this highly secure building kind of ripping the uh uh the bars off the window uh, and committed this murder but it is they they have been forced to conclude that yeah it was forced entry and murder by person or persons unknown yeah person or persons unknown yeah so uh, John, along with Joseph. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know whether you thought this, but mm. the inspector. Yeah. Uh, what's the inspector's name? Uh, Eddie Byrne is the is the, the actor. Yeah. Does he? Didn't he sound like Herman Munster? He did a little bit, actually. Now that you mention it, I didn't make that connection, but now that you you've said it, when he was speaking, I thought, Christ, he sounds like Herman Munster. It's really weird. That is. Do you know? Now that you said it, I can. I can. Yeah, I can hear it. For sure. Uh, I didn't make that connection, but now that you've said it, yes. <laughs> um, so, Joseph and John head home um, to look through Stephen's papers. Because yeah. they're, they're trying to, they're like, well, if someone's, someone's gone to a lot of effort to break into a mental institute to kill my father, presumably someone wanted to kill him yeah, enough to break in, right? So, some evidence of a, of a, of a, a grievance. A grudge, or, um, yes. You know, some sort of enemy that he, he made at some point. Yeah. Um, and this is where they begin to discuss uh, the discovery of Ananka's tomb and yeah. how Stephen lost his mind in the first place. Uh, and I do people... like the, the fact that, he, um, that they're talking, they're discussing the, the, uh, the dad and just saying about how, um, how he was like one track minded. He was like, always busy with his, his thing and even though that they had money yes they got into debt one day because he just forgot to pay the bills yeah yeah and, and then a bailiff showed up it's like okay well we've established that he's clearly what you know we we've established professor professor uh status yes for sure um so they discuss this and then john basically reads i i think he's got kind of reading from the diary right and they they it's kind of that. yeah he's he's basically said yeah he says do you know the story of Alanka? and he's just like yes i know the story because, well i'm gonna you tell you anyway of <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> um yes so uh we then get the first of our flashbacks 
Um, And we're told that Princess Ananka died from uh, illness on a pilgrimage. And uh, we see that, you know, her body was anointed in the the usual ceremony. Um, And they go to quite great lengths to to explain how the ceremony is, you know, this procession. We kind of see all of that. Um, Her body's taken by Karis to be entombed um with all of these relics and and whatnot um and that she is laid to rest in this tomb uh in the side of a mountain a thousand miles from her home yeah um we're told Basically, that you were told that you know this is this is all very irregular and yes that, you know this is, there's something written and then of course we discover that Garis and, and, the, and the princess were in love with each other yes uh, which is which is taboo they were not allowed to do that um but now she's like free she she's she's free of the of of that fact so he can he can try something different and the music in this wonderful so good there's a lovely bit of sort of stinging Mm -hmm. where there when he he's um they're talking about the entombing and the the uh, you know after the ceremony and stuff and they got the the Nubians that carried the the, the sarcophagus sacrificing there, of there all the slaves and, and so are six maidens and I love the, the they've got the lined up six maidens yeah and he walks up to each one and he sort of he he, t- he almost touches them with with the one of the staffs I forget which staff that is it's not the ankh it's the I other one I couldn't tell you he he, he touches he almost touches them with them and then they they sort of they, they cross themselves and the and the soldier behind them raises his um kopesh yes and I love the music it goes dong dong when they yeah, each time yeah. they, they get that dong dong and it's like it's, 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 it's like it feels like it's too long. But it's really fucking cool. It's great. I mean, usually this this kind of uh, this kind of scene with with all of this exposition, it would normally serve to annoy me. But I I love this stuff here. Um, yeah, I love seeing this story. Like I said, I think this would have made a really interesting film in its own right. Just seeing all of this stuff. But I I also think that the nineties <clears throat> mummy does a very good job of that as well. Yeah, the scene where you where. You get him a story of Imhotep and and um, yeah, uh, oh, find me what's her name, um, Alexa the Moon. Mm. When you get their story, it's done really well as well, and the music's really good on that too. Yeah, so yeah, um, so Karis uh, ultimately heads to the tomb on his own later, yeah, with the Scroll of Life, um, and as you said, we we learned that uh, he had a secret love affair with Ananka. Um, obviously is forbidden for a priest to be doing anything with a princess. Yeah. Um, so um, he basically tries to bring her back to life using the scroll. But he's caught in the act and uh, is... Well, not only does he have his tongue cut out, but he's also uh, wrapped up, mummified alive and yeah. told to he's basically cursed to remain on guard and guard over her tomb for eternity yeah to ensure that no one else messes with her yeah um, Which makes a lot more sense than the, the 90s mummy one i don't even remember what the the plot is there what is that the 90s one is he uh, is he gets the hum die the the most ridiculous curse ever which means if he rises 
the whole world ends. It's like, well, then why would you do that? Why yeah, would... That's a really bad curse. It's, it's, why would you? Why would you curse him so that everybody else suffers later if he gets if he gets woken up? That's just mental. I always liked that in um, the old Ultima games on PC. You could you could buy the apocalypse spell from people, which basically would end the world. And you're like, why would you sell that to anyone? It's like the <laughs> yeah. dumbest thing to sell at a shop ever. Here, governor, I got an apocalypse spell. <laughs> yeah, you. do you want this apocalypse spell? You're like, mm, <laughs> don't use it though, right? You're not going to use it. No, use no, it, no, of course not. No, heaven forbid. Um, <laughs> So yeah, he is. Uh, he has his tongue cut out, which we we see in in well, we don't see in full detail from no. from behind. Um, well, you, well, you see, you see the yeah, you see the, the guy sort of pulling his tongue out with with the tongs, and then like you use a very the, blunt the, knife like, that they use to to cut. Yeah, it looks like a butter knife, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like that's gonna that's gonna really hurt. That is gonna sting. It's gonna take a long time to cut through that tongue. Um, but yeah, like, so. The music that swells when he's being entombed is so good. Yeah, yeah. So good. So he's buried alive next to Ananka in the tomb. Um, And uh, I think it's Joseph that might suggest that Stephen lost his mind over this story of the myths and the, the, you know, he's like, well, it's probably the superstition that caused him to lose his mind. He started believing all of this nonsense, you know. Yeah. Um, all of this talk of curses got to him and, and sent him over the edge. Um, so, um, and this is the first time where, where you know, um, Banning is be- John's sort of maybe beginning to to believe as well. Yeah, well, I mean, he's seen the evidence that something broke into this sanitarium, this mental yeah. institution. He broke the bars and whatnot. So, you know, something crazy's going on. Yeah. His dad's been mental for like three years. So it's like, who who would even want to kill him at this point? He's lost his mind. Isn't that a curse worse than death anyway? Yeah. Um, you know, so, and the last people that, that really his father insulted was Egyptians. All of Egypt. By stealing <laughs> yeah, from, all of Egypt. From stealing from them. So, you know, maybe. Um, it's not stealing if you've got the permits. No, I guess not. I guess not. Well, Mehemet disagrees, and uh, in his house, he uh, he he prays to the god, and uh, he instructs Karis to uh, to destroy the second of the desecrators. Yeah. And uh, so dutifully, the mummy heads off into the woods, where he's seen by Drunk Poacher, one of my favorite characters of the film. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, of course, Drunk Poacher runs immediately to the nearest pub. Yeah. good um the uh and, and he comes in in like order it's, orders... it's mike ripper who is played similar played similar characters in so many movies oh yeah yeah you get those like career drunk actors right they're like yeah. the bum the drunk bum the drunk it's man like him and the guy from uh who's the, the toll keeper in in dracula uh, that guy that turns up you know that not the toll keeper the um uh oh the cor- um Oh, the Undertaker, the Undertaker mm. in 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 that. Yeah, the, yeah. Those those brilliant sort of guys that just turn up, do their little bit, and then sort of go away. Yeah, like um the bum in in Terminator, you know, just yes. in in like a million films as a bum. It's yeah. just his job. I want that job. Um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, he heads in there and he's like, "I need a shot of whiskey. I'll have another shot." And of course, they they are so used to this guy being drunk 
Yeah, they're like, how many have you had before you came in here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, God. You're and like, way, he's just, he was 10 foot tall. Yeah, I, lo- I like it later when he talks to the inspector. Was, and he's like, yeah. he's 10 foot tall. And he's like, 10 foot tall. He's like, well, maybe 7 foot 5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, he, he kind of recites, tells this crazy story and no one believes him, obviously. Yeah. Um, anyway, the mummy is not subtle and uh, just basically smashes through the door. Uh, yeah. It kind of takes the door off its hinges. Um, you don't think about that door, don't you? Sorry? You know the thing about the door? I don't know the thing about the door. Um, one of the crew bolted it. Oh my god. So the scene where he crashes through the door, yeah. he literally crashes through the door, he dislocated his arm. Oh my god. Was it a stunt actor? Presumably not. No! It was just Christopher Lee, because it's the 50s. Like, yeah. what is Chris- it's Christopher Lee. He, he did all his own stunts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those things. He's always lumbering around getting injured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did with drowned in one of the later ones. Yes, yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, um, so apparently in this one, so he dislocated his arm coming through the door. Um, he smashed his like knees and his shins uh, banging into the piping in the swamp because he couldn't, yeah. you couldn't see any of the, the stuff. And he put his back out carrying the uh, lead actress. Oh, wow. So he really didn't have a, a great time on this movie. No. I can so imagine not. Uh, they said that apparently a lot of the uh, the lumbering walk is due to the fact that he couldn't actually walk properly. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Wasn't quite so much acting as is needed. Wow. Um. So yeah, it bursts through the door and uh, immediately grabs Joseph. Uh, John tries to stop the mummy kind of tries to push him away but he realizes very quickly that he is no match for this thing's strength he's not going to stop it so john heads for the gun cabinet um and he tries to unlock the the cabinet meanwhile the mummy strangles the last of the life out of joseph um john then you know comes out with the gun and starts shooting uh the back of the mummy get some great shots of the the bullet you know bullet effects yeah yeah that's the other thing the the squibs later with the shotgun probably burnt yeah yeah they burned him <laughs> left marks on him yeah i'm not surprised i mean it looks super effective They're really great they look great but yeah you can tell like 1950s squibs is like ooh, <laughs> i'll bet that hurt but it did it was a very effective looking shot yeah great um so yes he fires and hits the mummy quite a few times but the mummy just walks away he's really lucky that mehemet didn't say like go kill all of them yeah because it would have immediately turned around and just snapped his neck or something you know um but he only told him to get one so he got one and, and he's now left he's done his uh his, what he was instructed to do <clears throat> and of course mehemet arguably didn't know they were both together at the time so he is now a believer obviously he's he's put several bullets into this mummy and it and it walked away no problem it overpowered both of them killed one of them got shot no effect lumbered off into the night um inspector maloney uh arrives at the house later and um you know he he starts questioning john about what happened and of course john ultimately says look this mummy showed up and murdered him yeah um and maloney's like mummy like aren't aren't they usually dead (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's like yeah usually i mean this one should be but it's not um and of course you know 
the inspector is is very much like john would have been had he not seen what he's seen he's like i deal in facts he's like look i'm investigating this murder um i was surprised that he didn't try to implicate john in some way to be like this is some mental story you've told here yeah Yeah. i'm not but he does believe john he believes john um because you get that moment where he the inspector's like well your father's dead and now joseph's dead you're the one that links all of these things in the room but i'm gonna believe you um but he doesn't believe the story of the mummy he's like look i deal in facts and i'm gonna go and speak to the the he goes to speak to the 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 townspeople to kind of try and piece together what actually happened um rather than believing this mummy story out of you know immediately uh believing it Um, what he thought i love that again the the, the, with the drunks you get that brilliant scene where he's talking to the the um the cart driver and uh the, the He's clearly just paid for a beer, and he's like finished it, and he's sort of like looking forlornly in his in his yeah. um, his mug, like looking at him, going sort of waiting for him to buy him another pint, and he sort of gets up, and he sort of he, he sort of sighs and sort of goes and sort of looks at his empty pint, and then the he's, the, the copper goes to the, the the bartender, oh, and get him another, and he's like, yay, yeah. success. <laughs> <clears throat> um but anyway the the uh the inspector before he leaves uh is told the full theory of john's uh which gives us our next flashback yeah uh we we see that and john by the way is a hundred percent accurate in his belief this <laughs> yeah. is exactly what happened um so we we go back to that scene we see the end of the scene where it cut yeah. um uh with them talking um joseph leaving and then steven starts reading the scroll we see the tomb in the background with keris mummified yeah who slowly starts coming back to life and i love each line is is talking about now your arms are free and you know now your legs can move and and obviously you know uh christopher lee follows that with with the actions as he slowly comes back to life um of course steven sees too late i mean he's like super close he's like kind of would have been his peripheral vision for quite some time but fine uh as you said he's so absorbed in the, yeah, in the absorbed, and so probably I... could have assumed it was joseph or something you know and just yeah. just just ignored it um well, we, like you said we well, like I said, we've, we've already seen him you know what the, the, the yeah, there's plenty of examples to, yeah and talk about I, I, you know i want to go speak to your son he's like what oh yeah you know do whatever go on off you go sort of thing so you've already seen that he's you know oblivious to what's going on around him yeah but of course one of the things that didn't make sense is that Stephen wasn't killed by the mummy in the first place and of course now we see how that happened yeah because mehemet turns up after Stephen screams well he um, goes full like cthulhu doesn't he he goes bibble yeah he sees he sees Karis coming towards him and goes bibble yep and it, beautifully done as well he's whimpering and it's great and, yeah and, and his you know mental collapse is is, is wonderfully done mm. yeah it's really really good but mehemet uh turns up and uh speaks in in egyptian to the mummy and uh of course the mummy then heads uh back into the tomb uh into its its kind of sarcophagus um area it's not it's not a sarcophagus is it it's kind of like uh, a room it's, it's, it's just it's just it's like a cupboard isn't it yeah, it's a that, cupboard. That, that, the that mummy cupboard slightly disappointing the cupboard <laughs> that he's it's like 
Karis's cupboard. <laughs> they only had the budget to make one amazing prop. He's exactly, yeah, that's true. That's probably true. <laughs> um, so, uh, and Christopher Lee probably wouldn't fit in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we then see uh, Mehmet leaves uh, with the scroll, obviously. Um, yeah. and uh, and Stephen's just left a gibbering mess for for Joseph to discover. Uh, as we said, uh, Maluni doesn't uh, Mulrooney, I think is his name here. Uh, he he doesn't believe the story, obviously, and says he wants facts. So um, John like John does warn him. He's like, I think I'm next. By the way, I'm yes. next on the list because I was, you know, even though technically, well, actually, no, he did, didn't he? See, the thing is, he would have been innocent had he not gone back and blown it up. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like he didn't technically go in the tomb himself, uh, but I guess he did ultimately later. So, um, so yeah, we we then see the um the 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 story with the drugs, as you said. Um, yeah. uh, we see the poacher as well. He's brought in for questioning. This is where you get that he was ten foot tall, and uh, the the inspector's like ten foot tall. That's ridiculous. He's like, well, maybe seven foot five. He's like, oh, my dad was really tall as well. He was like. He starts like rambling about his dad's height as well, or something. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and then he interviews the 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 men who transported the crate. As you said, you get that great moment in the in the pub. Um. And uh, they speak to the policeman as well, and the policeman's like, "Yeah, I thought it was really weird because this this Egyptian guy was just perfectly happy with the fact that his priceless relics were lost. He just didn't seem to care." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I like the like. This is where the Egyptian. He says. He says Egyptian. They, those people in the village wouldn't know an Egyptian from a Chinese acrobat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Mahet, meanwhile, does another prayer and he's like, right, mummy, destroy the last of the desecrators. And the mummy obviously heads out. Meanwhile, at his home, John's looking at this, this picture of Anaka. And he's like, Isabel, I've never noticed this before, but you yeah. look identical. <laughs> As she mentioned Isabel, his, 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 his wife. She's barely in the movie, and then she's all in this movie. Yeah, yeah. We've seen her at like the inquest, and we've seen her sort of wandering around a little. But in the last 20 minutes, it's all about her now. Yeah. Like, she's, she's full on, you know, lead role. Um. So he's like, Isabella, I've never noticed this before, but I'm looking at this picture of Princess Ananka, and you look identical. It's, she's got her hair down, doesn't she? Says, with your hair like that, you look, you look like like her. Yeah, and hair like, up or says, down? That is literally a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, he says, um, oh, in uh, in her time, she was considered the most beautiful woman in the world. And she says, I'm very flattered. And he says, well, it was a smaller world. The world yeah, was a lot smaller Asshole. back then. It's like. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, I was like, wow, he gives he gives the compliment and then he just takes it away. That is but mean. I love the, the, the again, the 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 cushion glint as he mm-hmm. says the light. You know, you know He's being he, cheeky. Yeah. Clearly like, you know, joking, it's brilliant. Yeah, and it is funny. Yes. It, is, it made me laugh when he said it, to be fair. Um so uh so yeah, John um you know confesses to his his wife that he's he's worried about this this mummy attacking um and he basically says to her look i think you should stay upstairs where you'll be safe and uh, obviously he readies his shotgun um knowing that the mummy's going to be coming for him um the mummy does indeed 
break in it breaks through the window john obviously shoots it but that does nothing to stop uh, the advances um he then grabs a spear which is a great shot when he grabs the spear and impales him yeah um that's a really effective shot i thought um yeah it's really cool and that was um cushion came up with that because the the poster you know the the, the poster for the movie with, with the light coming through the yeah that was done before the movie was even made so cushing was like maybe for continuity's sake we should do this yes. yeah so that's why he, he he decided to put the spear through him so that you can see that you know it's that, a really that... cool shot it is great it looks awesome um but of course that doesn't stop him either and uh, the mummy begins to strangle him isabella and i love this bit isabella comes downstairs and and begs for the mummy to stop the mummy looks at her yeah. And, and then just turns back and continues strangling John. And yes. John's like, your hair, your hair. Um, and of course, she puts her hair down as Princess Ananka had it uh, and and calmly tells him, uh, tells her again, you know, tells him to stop. And yeah. now, of course, the mummy looks at her. And, and of course, even under all of that prosthetics, yeah. Christopher Lee's eyes alone. Yeah, he's doing all the, the, all the eye acting in this. Amazing. In this yeah yeah and it's enough it's enough you can completely see it there is one part in a minute where it (laughs) we'll get to it in a minute um but um but yeah so he stops he stops strangling john and uh because he has been told by princess ananka to leave he leaves yeah and he just walks out the house quietly no problems at all i mean never mind that he suddenly understands english but that's fine yeah you know i uh, my guess is it's intent he got the intent of of the words if not necessarily the it's the tone isn't it language it was the tone of fuck off that he picked it up was... <laughs> it was the tone yeah. of fuck off he understood yeah. <laughs> um so the inspector returns and he's like well i thought you were full of shit but honestly having spoken to people yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you might, you know, I, I, you know, I'll do a Spock and, uh, you know, I've eliminated all of the rational. So here we are. <laughs> um, He he says, look, you know, I, I, I believe that you may be right. And uh, he says, um, you know, especially with that Egyptian man living up the road. And John's like, what? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, there's an Egyptian man who's moved up the road. He was bringing some relics and lost them recently. Yeah. John clearly has no, no, no contact with the with the locals whatsoever. No, John has no news. Like, well, I guess like his father, he may be just buried in work. This is true, and ignoring the the world around him. Um, and of course, you know, he he immediately puts two and two together. This 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 Egyptian man is living awfully close to the nursing home where his dad was killed. Yeah. Um. And um. You know, the inspector leaves, but he's like, "You don't you do anything now?" <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you stay here. It's like a, it's like a dad talking to a two year old. Yeah. Yeah. Now don't do anything naughty and go and see him. Mind. You I'm be telling a, you now. Don't be a do good it, boy. Um. <clears throat> and uh, of course, as soon as uh, as soon as he leaves, <laughs> John's <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, moment he's out of sight, right." <laughs> get my coat <laughs> i get my coat i don't know where this house is i've only been vaguely told that it's there but i'm gonna go find it yeah and uh, so he does uh he heads up and uh we see inside the house um 
Mehmet is, uh, he believes that all the desecrators are killed now. And yep. this is the bit that made me laugh a bit because he, he orders the mummy to go to rest, but the mummy kind of refuses. Yeah. And this bit is like, I get the, the intent of the scene. And I think under all that prosthetic, you know, Christopher Lee was doing a great job with the eye acting, but it does come across like the mummy is a bit of a child here. And he's yeah. like stamping his feet and refusing to go to uh, bed. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. It just kind of comes across a bit like, no, I don't want to. No. I don't want to go to bed. I mean, I, I think it's probably because he knows that the job isn't actually done. Well, he knows the job isn't done, and also he's seen Princess Ananka now. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, actually, I kind of might be this hideous undead yeah. monster, but I kind of still fancy it. My girlfriend's still I, like, I, I, still oh. like <laughs> I still fancy my chances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um,. So yeah, he uh, he finally does. Uh, he enters his uh, his sarcophagus thing, um, and uh, John knocks on the door. And imagine Mahomet's surprise that the man he just killed yeah. is now at the front door. He's like, oh. Um, but of course, it's wonderfully acted by these two, and this is my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. Um, these two and their their exchange where you know I, I don't think he knows who he is when he first knocks on the door no but he introduces himself doesn't he yeah and then it's like oh oh <laughs> um and of course he Are you alive he invites him in for a brandy i think it looks like brandy um yeah. and uh they they discuss over brandy they have a heated uh, an increasingly heated discussion um uh, around the desecration of Egyptian tombs or yeah. or the rescuing of artifacts as John sees it to the museum because he's like well if we didn't do this half of your own country's history wouldn't be known yeah. you know half and of I, your people's history I also love is he completely baits him oh, by yeah, yeah. saying well cuz oh, of course he knows he knows what's going yeah, on yeah and he says he says oh karnak he was just a minor god who would who would worship he's Karnak? A, he's just a made-up god. Doesn't even exist. Angry. He's like he was a very special god. He's like he's my god. <laughs> it's like it's like no no no. You'd have to be an idiot to wanna to to worship Karnak. And it's it's just beautiful. I love. Them. Yeah, I like the bit when uh, Mehmet's like, you know, certain Egyptian cultures might punish you for these views. <laughs> They might not like you very much, and they might put a curse on you. Not me, because yeah. I'm a civilized. Doesn't he say like I'm a civilized man? Yes. Um, but of course, the less civilized man might put a curse on you. Um. So John's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I've been very rude." And of course, they apologize to each other. It's, it's all very cordial, which is why I love that scene. Yeah. It's it's it done is. really, really well because they both know who each other is by the end. Yeah. But they're keeping it civil. And it's, yeah, thing. it's like as soon as they're out of sight, it's like a race to to get one over on the other. It's like right, shit. Now we know who we are. Now we know what we're doing. Yeah, but uh, in case John needed any further proof, um, as he's leaving, he notices the seal of Ananka's tomb on the table. Yeah, um, and he's like, okay, that's interesting. Because he he looks and he's like, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, he he he. he, he purposely gets the date wrong and everything yes yeah 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 it's, it's like, great it's like, so good i remember the specifics so like isn't it 16th dynasty it's like 17th yeah yeah of course he knew that yeah um 
so Mehmet returns to to pray to his god. Uh, he apologizes for the failure to uh, to have killed the desecrators, but uh, promises his god that he will be dead before sunrise. Um, John returns home, and uh, they all prepare with loaded guns to kill the mummy. Um, Isabel uh, is sent off with the inspector because John's the target. So the inspector's yeah. like, well, I think, you know, your wife would be safer with me. Um, even though, really, she's the only one that's managed to stop the mummy so far. She's kind yeah. of key. But they're I guess, kind, you know. They're kind of ignoring that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like, well, shotgun didn't work. The answer is more shotgun. <laughs> Yeah, the answer is bigger shotgun. This time we'll try both barrels. Yeah. Um, so well, they they head off and hide in the elephant gun. That's what they want. Elephant gun. Yeah. Um, so uh, Isabella and the inspector hide in the woods um, with a policeman. I think they got a policeman with them as well, right? Yeah, and they, um, I think you know everybody gets armed, don't they? So they, they start... Oh yeah, yeah. They're all they're all like that gun co- that gun cabinet is empty. Yeah. Tools up. You get the you want the copper and and some of the things. And what I love about this is, um, it's not Karis that kills um, the next couple of people. It's um, Mohammed. He totally does them in with a knife. Yeah. He does an Assassin's Creed job and comes up behind him, thunk one dead. Yeah. Two dead. It's like, oh, here we go. Off you go, Karis. Uh, go and finish the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, the mummy does uh, attack John. Um, John fires at him, but obviously, you know, the mummy, but it starts to, to strangle him. Um, Isabel uh, again says, hey, stop, stop. Um, and uh, and of course, he, he does ultimately. Oh, this might have. Oh, God, was it this bit with the hair rather oh, than the earlier this, bit? The earlier yeah. bit. Sorry. No, she succeeded earlier and now she's got her hair different. Yeah, it's this scene with the hair, uh, but yeah. I really love that this this like put your hair down and then you'll look more like her. Um, but of course, he recognizes her as as Princess Ananka, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, but I'm taking you. You're, you're coming with yeah. me then, because we're in love. We're madly in love." Um, so he picks her up. She passes out, right? Um, yeah. And uh, he he takes her. She faints, and he picks her up. Apparently, does his back in. I didn't know that, but uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah. did his back in. Um, and uh, and carries her off into the night. Um, obviously, John and the inspector and several men run after. Wouldn't be a a classic horror movie without a mob. And here we yep. go. Um, John calls basically to to Isabella, yeah, to try and wake her up, and and he manages to wake her up. Um, and uh, he's like, tell tell him to put you down, and and of course she does. She says, you know put me down and and the mummy i'd be slightly worried about her in, in, in real life terms that dress she's wearing she's wearing a big heavy is she even gonna get out of that bog and then putting her in that water is like Ugh. i don't she wouldn't go under it yeah <laughs> really worried he's like now walk away for I, I can't walk i'm stuck here forever yeah <laughs> that's it though um but yeah so cool idea though i like the way that you know he he um, gets all the the villagers to basically line up, yeah, so that they can you know all, all take him down mm-hmm. and uh, get her to move move out of the way as soon as they she's she's moved. That like give him hell sort of thing. Yeah, and I think you do you even though they they the shots 
clearly they do a lot. I think over the course of the movie, they are slowing him down. He is beginning to, I guess, lose bits, as it were. Yeah. And... At the end, he's he's really he's lumbering a lot more. He's he's slowing a lot. Down. Yeah, he is taking damage, and I think it's less the shotgun blasts that that put him down here, more the idea that he's stuck and sunk in the bog, and yeah, you know, it's kind of become a tar pit now. Yeah, and he, he kind of sinks. So he gets blasted by everyone. Like I said, more shotgun. Um, they all. Yeah, he shouldn't have. See, this is the the problem. Is that this is a a, a rural community. If you did this in London, <laughs> farmers and their mums. <laughs> That's the problem. Who else? Their mums. Their mums. Such a great movie. Um, so yeah, they 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 blast away. The mummy finally sinks into the bog, clutching the the scroll of life. Oh, we forgot. Uh, by the way, the the mummy killed uh, Mehmet. Forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that you, happened you, too. You get the um, you get the uh, Christopher Lee eye acting again. With oh, the, that's uh, a great scene though. That that works really well. Yeah, him sort of going, I command you sort of thing, and him going, no! And I got my so girlfriend back now. Don't need you. Yeah, exactly. I've got my girlfriend. Fuck you. I'm yeah. Gonna... We're not friends anymore. I was only friends this with you while... relationship is over. <laughs> I was only friends with you while I was hideous and single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um. So, uh, yes, the mummy, like, as we said, the mummy the mummy sinks into the, into the bog, clutching the scroll of life and presumably his burn wounds. <laughs> yeah um and uh the movie comes to an end it's a very abrupt end uh, i must admit you kind of feel like there'd be something doing that though that yes it, yeah. is, has like damn big crashy tune and, and the, the credits go up you're like oh okay yeah you kind of feel like the whole movie they're they're building towards something happening with the scroll of life like they're going to yeah. burn the scroll of life or recite it backwards or something um, yeah that never happens i guess they were like well if he still got the scroll we can have a sequel um yes. but yeah uh I, I love this movie i think it's, it's I... a really fun monster movie yep yeah. uh yeah and, and, again, elevated by the performances for sure exactly it, again, it, i think that and the direction sorry i should the, say the direction's fantastic as well yeah it, it's it's those it's those elements that that really do you know raise it up and i i i'm hit um terence um fisher fisher he he didn't get the credit at the time you know he these because these movies were were well, they, you know lurid and and, and, and well gone. yeah they they were they were the the yeah yeah critics were really sniffy about it and he didn't get any you know credit for for, for years later mm. which is it's such a shame because I don't think he, even within his own life, I don't think he saw how beloved people eventually found his movies. Yeah, I mean, they were a huge part of my childhood, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. Um, and beloved by me to this day. Um, he's For me, he's as a director, he's right up there with, with, with the you know, my favourites. He's, he's yeah. a great director. Yeah, I mean, well, when you look at his his filmography... Mm-hmm. he was really prolific yeah like certainly in the 50s and through the 60s and he, yeah so, he worked wow. on so many tv shows before then and and in various roles yeah yeah you know, he, he was a, a real sort of came up through the you know the industry and and, and learned his craft yeah, yeah. to to, a, to a, such an amazing degree and certainly when you look at his hammer work 
mm. you know, Quatermass aside, it's it's some of the best Hammer movies you're going to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, The Devil Rides Out, for one. Yep. Um, you know. Yeah, Hound of the Baskervilles. Hound of the Baskervilles, yeah. The Gorgon. Yeah. Um, too many Dracula movies, to be honest. Course, but... it's such a, I, the Gorgon is such a shame, because it's... Yeah, it's, it's budget, budget problems. It's a, it's a sort of, it's a good movie inside terrible constraints. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, uh, great, great film. Wonderfully yeah, acted. Certainly the, 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 one of the best mummy movies overall, I think. I, I think so. I'm not, I, I like, you know, I think those, those nineties mummy movies are fine for what they are. Yeah. Um, I prefer a slower paced horror movie style well, think, mummy movie than, than what we got there. But if they're fine. They're, those movies, they're not horror movies. They're adventure movies. And they're great adventure movies. And I love them for that. Yeah. I think they're great. They're, you know, those those movies fit right in with Indiana Jones and, and yeah. you know, yeah. the Alan Quatermain stuff. You know, that, that that sort of Egyptian adventure stuff, which is which is great. It's more like, more like you know, 30s, 30s and serials kind of, yeah. than than a horror movie, yes. which I love. I, I love them for. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is this is a really cool horror movie. This this movie fits right next to the the certainly the later Universal um, mummy movies. They're, they're, yeah. And like I said, they they borrow it borrows heavily from those. But um, but it's a great movie in its own right. I really really enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, yeah, highly recommended. So um yeah, we're 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 back now, back regular. Done our done our top five of uh, of twenty twenty three, and now we've we've done our first film of twenty twenty three. Next week we will be back uh, discussing our you know latest films that we've watched. But um, until then, stay safe, take care, and we'll catch you next time.